Hello and welcome to episode number 12 of Heading North. I'm your host, Nick, and I'd like to take a quick moment to invite you to support Rewild, a nonprofit organization seeking to re-biodiversify the world. If you purchase a Camp HNP hoodie or t-shirt from the Heading North podcast shop, 100% of the proceeds go to Rewild, who then take 100% of those proceeds and send it to the places that it is needed most. For more information, go to headingnorthpodcast.com forward slash support. About a week ago, I posted a set of videos of my reorganized gear storage on a few hiking and camping groups on Facebook with the hopes to help and learn from others in the group as well as give some advice for those who needed it. I quickly learned that many people, including myself, didn't have a generalized guide to how to store the most common gear we have for hiking and camping. In this realization, I thought it may be a good idea to dive into the do's and don'ts of storing your gear after hiking and camping in this episode. One of the most common pieces of gear for especially camping are sleeping bags. There are many types of sleeping bags with various types of storage necessities. Rectangular sleeping bags are just what they sound like. Both top and bottom are rectangular in shape. This shape makes it spacious and easy to roll, but tend to offer less warmth than a barrel-shaped, also known as a semi-rectangular sleeping bag, or a mummy bag. Barrel-shaped or semi-rectangular sleeping bags are a hybrid between the rectangular and mummy bag style. These sleeping bags are wider at the top and center of the bag than begin to taper down to the feet. The contoured shape tends to require less fabric, making them lighter than a rectangular-shaped sleeping bag and offer improved insulation value. Mummy bags are designed for optimal warmth-to-weight ratio and form a style that looks very similar to a mummy. They have a taper top and bottom design with a hood that wraps around your head. Some only have a three-season rating, but many can allow for comfortable sleeping conditions up to negative 20 degrees. The double-wide sleeping bag is pretty self-explanatory. They are sleeping bags meant to fit two people. Many are formed by combining two single-person sleeping bags with their zippers. Some sleeping bags can be compatible in order to do these by yourself, but you can also purchase a double-wide sleeping bag at any of the same places you would buy some of these other sleeping bags. And all sleeping bags tend to be filled with either a synthetic or down material. First and foremost, it is very important to ensure that your sleeping bag is completely dry before it is stored. Most sleeping bags come with both a stuff sack as well as a storage bag, and it makes perfect sense to store your sleeping bag in either of these when traveling, but it is very important to only compress your sleeping bag at these times. A best practice to extend the life of your sleeping bag is to store it in a dry place where it can be spread out. Hanging your sleeping bag in a dry closet will have the best results, but this is not going to always be an option. Ultimately, you want to avoid damp areas such as basements, as well as mudrooms or some garages. If space is a concern, you can store it in a large breathable bag. Cotton or mesh bags will work just fine, and either hang that bag or store that bag on its side. As I said before, most sleeping bags come with some form of cotton storage bag, so you can use that for this option to store. It is important to never store your sleeping bag in a trash bag or a non-breathable storage container, as it will degrade the materials that are inside the sleeping bag, as well as the material that it is made of. Much like sleeping bags, there are a few different types of sleeping pads. Air pads tend to be very comfortable and can come in many styles ranging from lightweight options for backpacking to extra thick styles meant for the most comfort. These pads are often inflated by breath or alternate inflating methods such as a pump. Self-inflating pads offer a combination of open cell foam insulation and air. Opening the valve allows the foam to extend and bring air in automatically. Often self-inflating sleeping pads are specifically designed for backpacking. These can be rolled up to fit directly in your pack. Closed cell foam camping mats are basic backpacking and camping pads that are made of dense foam filled with tiny closed cells. Foam camping mats are usually rolled up or folded in a Z formation. Just like anything else, it is important to dry your sleeping pad on the outside and inside before storing. Inflating your pad and letting it air dry allows for the exterior to dry. 
Be sure not to leave your sleeping pad in direct sunlight during this process to ensure UV rays will not degrade the material. Moisture on the inside of your sleeping pad can cause unwanted mold growth. Use a source other than your lungs in order to inflate and deflate your sleeping pad to allow the inside to dry properly. Self-inflating pads can be stored semi-inflated with the valve open, ensuring the foam's lifespan as well as maintaining air circulation inside the pad. Air pads should be hung in the closet or dry space, and avoid storing any pad in basements or non-heated spaces. Improper tent storage can quickly lead to mildew growth and material breakdown. The best way to dry your tent is to set it up in an indoor space until it is completely dry. If space is a concern, you can set your tent up in a shaded outdoor location. Avoid setting your tent up outside to dry when there are damp conditions in both the air and on the ground. Stuff sacks that generally come with your tent are great for storage while hiking and camping, but it can be a poor choice for storing at home. An old pillowcase or similar sized mesh bag will allow the fabric to relax and breathe. Cotton is going to be the best option for this type of storage. You can extend the life of the shock cords in your tent poles by storing the poles partially assembled. This takes tension off the cord. Try to find a dry, cool spot in your home to store your tent, avoiding places like the basement, attic, or your car trunk. Storing your hiking pack properly is just as important as the gear you keep inside. The cleanliness and smell of your gear starts with your hiking pack. It is important to empty your pack after every use, and cleaning your pack regularly and storing it in a dry location will extend the lifespan of your hiking pack and ensure its capability to store your gear in a dry, clean space. Ways to clean your pack vary. Some like to put them outside and rinse them off with a hose. Others use the option like your bathtub. And I have found that a closet or mudroom is the best way to physically store and hang these options. Though I have created a hanging system in my recording studio, allowing my packs to stay dry and maintain their form while hanging right on my walls. Everyone's living in space situations vary. Because of that, you are not always going to be able to store your gear in the ways that I've just mentioned. A few important things to remember in those situations where you can't store your gear are to keep your gear in a dry, temperature-controlled space. You also want to make sure that you dry your gear before you decide to store them, and you don't want to compress your items like your sleeping bag, sleeping pad, or tent in order to maintain the shelf life of your gear. Thank you so much for listening into this week's episode. Music in this episode is by Asylum Music and Media Works. If you liked anything you heard from this podcast, go to headingnorthpodcast.com. To find the show on social media, search Heading North Podcast on Facebook and Instagram or Heading North Pod on Twitter. To support the show, go to patreon.com forward slash Heading North Podcast or purchase official show merch at headingnorthpodcast.com forward slash shop.